right. Hey, Will, glad to have you on again. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, appreciate. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, so today we're going to talk about barbells and barbell training and all things barbells. Uh, and so before we get started, for those of you who uh, may not know who you are, uh, do you want to introduce yourself and give a quick overview of your background? Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, hi. Um, so I've been in the industry, the fitness industry. <laughs> I've been in the fitness world for over 13 years now, uh, multiple cert- certifications and all that other stuff. Um, you know, I was a strength coach for our local high school baseball team. Mm-hmm. who uh, wins city and national championships. That's what we do down here in Los Angeles, California. Um, you know, I, I, I really believe in the big three power lifts, the bed, the yep. deadlift, bench, and squat. Uh, yep. the, the tremendous benefits to those. Um, I know people have theories about deadlifts, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there's nothing more fun than picking up 5,000 pounds off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been doing it for years. I incorporated everything in our gym at Built Strong Strength Club. Um, here in Chatsworth, I do it with all my clients, um, and I scale everything that I need to scale, obviously. Right. But yeah, I do it with all my clients. I'm a big believer in uh, all those three lifts. Yeah, excellent. Because we're going to talk, we're going to focus on the bench, squat, and deadlift because those are three extremely important lifts that people should be doing. So let's dive in and talk about uh, those three. So uh, bench, squat, deadlift, also you know, obviously very, very popular. Uh, exercises. Why are those so important? Why are why are bench squat and deadlifts so important to incorporate into someone's training? The most functional. You can make an argument about the bench that it's not the most functional. There's not a lot of times you'll yeah. be lying on your back that you got to push a truck off your chest. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't we don't kill the sacred cow. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're an offensive lineman, I, I'll make an argument. For, for a bench that you need that extra right. strength. I'll yeah. make that right. argument. Yeah. But uh, I, I think they're the most functional. The posterior training with the deadlift, mm-hmm. I think is really, really important. Uh, I think the squat is obvious. We yeah. do everything. Yeah. Every, <laughs> sit down in a chair is a squat. So oh, the yeah. squat is obvious, but I, I think they're the most functional in our everyday world and how we do everything. We're always right. picking something up off the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always pushing something. We're always doing something mm-hmm. along that line. So being the, the, the human beings that we are, uh, we need a lot of posterior training, or I believe I'm a two to one ratio posterior to anterior. So I, I, I train all my people backside and that's with pull-ups and everything, uh, two back movements to one front movement. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, take a quick segue posterior training. What? So maybe break that down when you, when you talk about posterior training and focusing on posterior type of movements, what is mm-hmm. that for people that may not know? Um, any back mean? movement or any, so any pull up, any row, any rowing movement where very, a lot of us are really weak in the rhomboids. Mm-hmm. That's that muscle in between the shoulder blades for people yep. who don't know. Right. So really weak in there. Uh, we're really weak in our lats. Mm-hmm. It really weaken our glutes. Everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I joke that you can never have too much glute training, mm-hmm. especially glute mead. <laughs> like yeah. nobody does a lot of glute mead work. Yeah. But like, I think anything in the backs that hamstrings, hamstrings, yeah. yeah, hamstrings, hamstrings, just by nature of us being human beings and the way we move, we're very, mm-hmm. very quad dominant. Right. Very, very quad right. dominant. Right. Um, if you if you have problems with ankle stability, we can talk about calves. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the calf work, if you're going for aesthetics, then you need to have 
during a competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fitness competition, you need calves. Yeah. Uh, but like posture, anything backside, any rowing motion, any pulling motion, any squatting motion, any hip hinge motion. Uh, I'm a two to one ratio type of guy mm-hmm. because just don't wish for uh, lighter weights. Wish for a stronger back. Yeah. Yeah. What does that two to one ratio mean for, for people? So for every pushing motion, I do two uh, uh, pulling motions or squatting okay. motions. Okay. Yep. So if I'm doing a bench press, I'm, I'm being sure to add two type of rowing motions into there, a pulling motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, anything, um, anything I do in the front, I do two in the back. Okay. Yep. Makes and sense. I would include triceps. You know, if I'm doing a set of curls, yep. I'll throw extra triceps in there. Yep. The way I program um, every training session, that we're doing at least one one pulling motion. So I end up, you know, at the end of the week mm-hmm. doing more pulling, yep. more back motion, back stuff, posterior training than I do front training. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's get back to why uh, bench squat and deadlift are so key. So I think you brought up really good points about how they're really functional movements. Uh, so we do a lot of those movements in our, in our day-to-day life, right? You brought up great, great examples. We pick stuff up off the floor. We get up and sit down, you know, all the time throughout the day, the right? Time. Many times. Um, and one of the other things I like, I, I like about those three movements though, is that they, they incorporate so many different muscle groups just by using those three exercises, right? Yeah. If you want to go bang for your buck, I mean, literally, if you want to go bang for the buck, if you just did a deadlift, bench, and squat, you're you're hitting everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be little things you have to address as you yeah. go down the line. I mean, we mm-hmm. just don't want to do those three. We have to do some other stuff to help um, to to balance ourselves out. But it's just the deadlift, the bang for your buck. Really, the squat. Really, I mean, really, the squat. If the if the workout gods came down and said you only have one exercise to do, yeah, <laughs> do squats. Yeah. I just choose squats. So that's the best for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I believe in them so, yeah. so vigorously. So it's bang for your buck. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have the barbell on your back, but you got to engage. You got to pull mm-hmm. your lats into it. You got to get your shoulders into it. You got to get your glutes into it. You got to get your, you got to brace your, your core. Mm-hmm. Or you got to brace your spine, so your spine doesn't go all over the place, mm-hmm. you know. So you got to flex those and contract, contract those abs. So really, it's a bang for your buck type movement. You get the most out of it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to substitute and for functionality, if you want to substitute push-ups uh, for the bench, mm-hmm. weighted weighted vests, push-ups for oh, the sure. bench. Oh sure, yeah, right, right. Now you get now you get that load. If you want to get that load and just do mm-hmm. volume push-ups in terms of functionality, because you have to stabilize your core in that plank motion mm-hmm. through a full range of motion. I'll hear that. I'll yeah. hear that. But once again, um, I don't like killing the sacred cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you know, we're not doing bench press. Like, what are we doing here? I yeah. don't know what to do with myself. I'm falling yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah. I think those, uh, I, I agree. I think the, especially the squat and the deadlifts, uh, the bench obviously, you know, is, like a pressing movement, which isn't as functional, but it still incorporates a lot of different muscle groups as well. And you could also, you know, throw on the weight and overload your chest pretty, pretty quickly using a bench. Um, and so let's talk about how you would incorporate these into a training program or maybe use some examples from, from a client you've coached. So someone's starting out and let's say they don't have a lot of time in the gym, right? And they put, okay. 
you know, we know that squat, deadlift, and bench are are your best bang for your buck. And so if they want to focus on those three, how would they incorporate those into, into training? Um, so we got to determine how many days a week that we're getting them. Mm-hmm. You know, if I got somebody I can get three days a week, then I can hit all three lifts, so to yeah. speak, um, if I really wanted to in the same day mm-hmm. and just cycle through strength, power, I, I, hypertrophy. I can't, I never can pronounce that word. Hypertrophy. Yeah. Thank you. Hypertrophy. hypertrophy. Um, so, you, so you can hit a different one every, every cycle Monday, if we're going Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Friday. So power would be like, you know, would be your deadlift and mm-hmm. then your strength would be, you know, your, your, your bench and then hypertrophy would be your squats and then cycle through those okay. three. So you're working different parameters. So that way you're just not Heavy, heavy, heavy squat, heavy deadlift, light bench. Right, that's right. not a good look, yeah. <laughs> you know? So at least you're cycling through those and you work your percentages in terms of what's appropriate for the, for the, the rep range that right, you're using. Right, right, right. So uh, if somebody wanted to do that, like if I get them three days a week and they had literally 35, 40 minutes, 30 minutes, that's pushing it a little bit. Um, you can do like a... Um, you can do like a, a, a deadlift bench, deadlift heavy, light bench mm-hmm. on a Monday. You can do a, a, a light bench or a heavy bench, um, light squat mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. And then you can do a heavy squat and a light deadlift if you really right. wanted to. And then you can get those three in there depending on yeah. the time that you have. Yeah. Um, so you, you really kind of how many days we're getting. It, obviously, the less days that I can get a hold of somebody – it becomes a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, if you're going to get rid of anything, I'd get rid of the bench. Mm-hmm. If I have somebody two days a week, I'd be like, all right, well then we're yeah. going to go, we're going to go uh, heavy, heavy deadlift, light squat, the heavy squat, yeah. light deadlift, and yeah. <laughs> do some push-ups and pull-ups. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great, I think, uh, you know, when I talk to people who are really, really busy and they don't have a lot of time, I, try to make sure they focus on those three exercises because again best bang for your buck and uh i also do the same thing i say 30 you have 30 35 minutes three times a week well guess what we're going to be doing right those three things because that's all the time you have that's that'll get you a pretty pretty good workout just focusing on those three movements right just even if you have 30 35 minutes yeah it, it, once again it's a bang for a buck because they incorporate everything yeah. You're getting everything involved. Um, now, if you have time afterwards to start working on some things to help build mm-hmm. those lifts, right. um, that's certainly what we do here at our gym. So if we're running a class, we have classes that are the big three. So we'll, mm-hmm. be- we'll deadlift on Monday, bench on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and squat on Friday. So we'll spend the first 20 minutes on just the main lift, the mm-hmm. deadlift, bench, or the squat. And not just, okay, we're going to barbell deadlift. Yeah. We'll barbell deadlift, we'll band deadlift, we'll off of air X pads, we'll kettlebell deadlift, a thousand different versions of it. Right, right. <laughs> before we come back to that heavy straight barbell deadlift. Yeah. And that's same with the bench and same with the squat. So we'll do that first 20 minutes mm-hmm. of working on that main lift and, and working different parameters in there. And then we'll spend the last 30 minutes um, working on some of our deficiencies. So we'll do a lot okay. of rowing. You know, we'll okay. do a lot of rowing. We'll do some hamstring work. We'll do some calf work. We'll do some glute work. 
we'll do you know RDLs and stuff like that yeah. just to kind of yeah. to, to help build that individual lift on that day. Yeah. yeah. That way it makes the lift stronger. Yep. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some variations of the squat bench and deadlift. So uh, for for your clients that you have, what are some variations? Let's focus on let's focus on I don't know, I guess the the deadlift, right? What are some very popular variations of deadlift that you like to use? Um, so it depends on what you have available to you, obviously. So uh, I'll barbell deadlift, mm-hmm. um, and I'll figure out what's comfortable for them, either the mm-hmm. conventional or the sumo, okay. depending on their mo- their hip mobility and what they have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do both and train both, but I kind of under the belief, like if you're a great sumo deadlifter, stick to that. Yeah, just stick to yeah. it. Yeah. Just yeah. stick to it. <laughs> Why not? So there's a couple different ways. If you just have a barbell, let me let me I'm gonna ask, stop you right there and ask you a question that yeah. that pops up every once in a while. Is there with sumo versus conventional? Is there you in your opinion, right? Is there one that's better than the other, or is it just based on how that how that person's body moves? Uh, I sumo. Okay. I sumo because the way my body's built, like the conventional deadlifts, I can't get my legs out away from me. Okay, I just right. I just can't drive. I can't drive as hard, so I sumo so I can get, increase my get my hands in and get mm-hmm. sinks deeper into the pocket so I can pull. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, there's the intellectuals that go there and argue that sumo is mm-hmm. not a deadlift. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I leave them. That's just, you know, sitting by the campfire drinking a beer going, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah. You know, like, what are we talking about here? So I, I'm a firm believer of like, just do what you can do yeah. and figure and, and, and stick with that. Uh, I understand like why everybody says conventional is the true deadlift because yeah. um, the distances can be greater. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. As yeah. Sumo, you're closer, you can yeah. get closer yeah. to the ground. You're not moving it as far. Uh, I contend if I'm moving 800 to a thousand pounds, I don't care how I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's up, it's yeah, good. It's up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a little more hip, and you know, you get a little more of your hip flexors involved when you're sumoing just yeah. because of the stance, yeah. and you know, there's yeah. un- ones that are a little more quad dominant yeah. and then glute dominant. But the deadlift's a deadlift, knock it off. Yeah, and the reason why I ask, I don't want people to be deterred that they have to do conventional or have to do sumo right it's like right. you said you use sumo and it, that's how your body that's how your body moves and so again you brought up a really good point is how does your body move and, and stick to that you know if someone tells you you're wrong well you know how does your body move best and stick to that right what's yeah like you you want the functionality you want safety you want safety and technique and then the functionality of it you know there's people who argue that don't, the trap bar is not a deadlift I use a trap bar for a deadlift. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll use a trap bar for a deadlift. So um, one of the various ways we can deadlift. To go back to your original, like, you have to, what do you have available to you? So we have Eric's pads. We have barbells. Um, we have bands, you know, that we can adjust those things. So um, I throw all that in there. I literally throw all that in there. It's just pretty rare that I go a deadlift with just a straight barbell deadlift. And then the next yeah. week go to barbell deadlift. Right. We right. might be using the barbell again, but we might be using it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Um, that whole muscle confusion thing. There's some merit to that. We just don't want to be just random to be random. Right. That just, what, that means nothing. 
Uh, right, but we right. can be random in the world that we're creating in order to um, elicit a response. Right. From, right, from the body. Right, right. So you can use right. chains if you want to chain, use chains if you got chains available to you. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah. Yeah. Anything. If you wanted to bare bones, if you wanted to bare bones with just the deadlift, five by fives, and every week increase your weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so break you, that down. What are, what are, break down five by fives for, for someone that just wants to start off and use just do the bench squat deadlift. What are five by fives? How can they incorporate those? Five by fives is five sets of five reps. Five sets of five reps. And because we're using the five reps, we should be going heavy. Heavy is relative, you know, but generally speaking, it's about 75, 80% ish. You can get to the 85, 90%, but you're putting some load on the bar. Right. So five by five is you're going to do your one set of five. You're going to do five. And we're not slamming the weight off the ground and picking it up, but we're going all the way up. Put the bar down, regrip, reset, stand up, put the bar down so it's a true deadlift and we're not slamming the bar off the ground and using right. momentum. Right. So you'll do your five reps and then you'll take a two and a half, a two to three minute break. Mm-hmm. You want to feel strong going into it, like the traditional power sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to feel strong going into it. So you take your break on your five by five. So you would mm-hmm. do five sets of five, which should take you about 15 minutes. If it depending, it depending. Um, so you do your five by five that way. So that way we're still loading the system where we're building strength. It's not bodybuilding. Right. Bodybuilding is a totally different parameter. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with bodybuilding. There's nothing wrong with just powerlifting. It's mm-hmm. just we do things differently. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, if you wanted to stay five by fives, that's kind of the traditional power sense. You'll right. see some guys doing 10 by ones, mm. you know, 10 sets of one rep. So yep. they'll, they'll build up the first five. They'll do a couple five by fives and they'll keep on adding weight. And then the last mm-hmm. five sets of the 10 by ones, they'll be doing, you know, really, really, really heavy and just one yeah. set or one rep. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, the, the five by fives kind of seems to be the wheelhouse of what you're doing. We're not loading the system too gnarly, but you can still get some strength gains. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it's at 15 minutes, so that gives you 15 more minutes to do something else, right? And so that, that's you got plenty of time to incorporate other possible, incorporate other types of movements or training on those on those days. If you're, you know, 15 minutes five by five, that'll get you pretty burnt out. Uh, if you if you're lifting if you're lifting heavy, right? You got to lift heavy. Yes. And you have 15 more minutes to do something else. Yes, you should feel after the five by five, like woo, <laughs> like or after the five reps, you're woo. I need to sit down for a second. You know, uh, you need to take that two to three minutes. If you get that two to three minutes break, and I'm very serious about the two to three minutes. If you feel after a minute, you feel good. Yeah. Um, either take another minute or you're not lifting heavy enough. Right, right. You know, yeah. but if you want to go, like I said, the classic sense of five by five and then systematically add weight every week. Mm-hmm. And as you start getting up to your 100% of what you can back off the volume. Yeah. And keep the weight um, if you want to get a little sophisticated, but you can just do five by fives and just smash the five by fives and every week go up five or 10 pounds, yeah. depending on what you can handle. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get a lot done that way. Yeah. So someone has, uh, you know, 30 minutes, three times a week, they could just do squat bench deadlifts, five by fives, three times a week as a great place to start mm-hmm. in terms of just getting active, moving, strength training, and then 
you know, build on from there, right? Maybe do four days a week or five days a week. Yeah, it, it depends on what you got available and, uh, and the time you got. And be honest about it. Yeah. If you can, if you can dedicate a half an hour, three days a week, which is not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a lot. Let's be honest. Uh, if you want to do some mobility training to warm up, mm-hmm. as opposed to like I'm here, two eighty five, let's yeah. go. You know, yeah. um, which I've done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you know I have not always don't have the the greatest dynamic warm up. Mm-hmm. But if you got that half hour, you can spend 15 minutes working on that main lift. Yeah. And then that back end uh, working on, like I said earlier, like working on some stuff to help that lift out. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you yeah. got to, okay, you know, my shoulders roll pretty gnarly, mm-hmm. pretty bad on my deadlift. So I got to do a lot of rowing motion right, to right. strengthen up my back. So right. that way I don't bend over. Yeah. Or, or roll my shows, uh, right. roll my shoulders over. So you can do that for the next 15 minutes yeah. and, have a great workout. Really yeah. And the reason why I do keep going back 30 minutes, I, I, one of the barriers that people have or obstacles or excuses is that they don't have time, right? But what we've talked about, it doesn't take a lot of time to get active and get moving, right? You, you can dedicate 30 minutes, three days a week and be consistent with that. That's, fan, that's a fantastic way to start. And because it, it really does, you don't need much, right? If you're just looking for some general health, get back in the gym, start working out, start strength training, it doesn't take you know, you don't spend an hour and a half or two hours in the gym, you know, five days a week. If you don't have that time, you can just start off 30 minutes, three times a week, and then build on from there. Like that, the excuse of I don't have time or I can't find time you know, is just purely an excuse when, you know, 30 minutes just focusing on those three movements is, is a great place to start. Yeah, it, it, um, I don't have time. You just don't want to. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, yeah. It, 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 and here's the thing, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to. That's fine. Nobody's calling you a bad person. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> saying you're, you, you know, you're, 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 you're terrible and you shouldn't live. It's just, you just don't want to. And that's yeah. fine. Just be honest about mm-hmm. it and be honest with what you're trying to do and, and, and the time frame that you have. I, I can't tell you how many times people come in off the street and they've never, you know, I haven't worked out in eight years and I'm going to be yeah. here at five in the morning, five days a week. It's like, nah, nah. yeah, you might be. I don't want to say anything. You might, you might've had enough and you hit the line and you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's be, I'm going to be here for you know, an hour. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. That alarm goes off at four in the morning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and there's that panic, you know, Oh God, yeah. I got to go there and do that. So, but it, it, you could, like you said, you could dedicate a half hour. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you want to get the most out of everything, you have three days a week, I have a half hour, or I have an hour. That's including the drive time to and from the gym. Yeah, yeah. Oh, an right. hour drive time to and from. Well, that's, that no, I'm saying 15 minutes there, 15 oh, okay. minutes home. Yeah, sorry. An hour yeah, yeah. total. That makes sense. Your, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you got to find uh, a closer gym. <laughs> where you have rights. <laughs> get out of the boondocks. Um, you know, if you have a half hour, you, you can get a lot done yeah. with just those three lifts um, yeah. three days a week. You yeah. get a lot done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell people and and you know it doesn't take much especially if you're just starting out just you gotta just be consistent with what just and uh, like you brought up a good point be realistic too right so you, you can't if you you may, you may think you can start going to the gym five days a week for an hour and a half two hours but the reality is gonna hit you pretty hard right and so well, as long as you don't have a base yeah where you can what you, what you could actually do that's the quickest way to discouragement if you set these lofty goals and then 
you kind of fall off the bandwagon pretty quickly. But so um, let's talk about uh, your training program specifically. So for for your training program, maybe you can break down maybe an example of what you have new clients do. Like what do they do when they first start out working with you? So I got, I got to figure out what's going on with them. So my quick assessment with them uh, is an overhead squat with just like a PVC pipe or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. You no, know, just to kind of yeah. see what's going on with them, just to see if anything's really glaring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll do a push-up with them. Okay. I don't care about the push-up strength. I want to see where the right, hips right. go. I want to see if their hips dip because then we have some core issues that we have to mm-hmm. worry about. And then I'll do a drop step where they, on a small step, they'll step off because I want to see how right. they land. Okay. Um, because if somebody knows how to squat or they know what I'm looking for, they can lie to me. But if you do that drop step, oh, you'll, see right. the knees, you'll see the knees bounce. Right, right. <laughs> right? Or then you'll see right. the knees cave. You go, ah, I knew it. Um, a lot of times, just people need to clean up their technique. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're not really imbalanced. Nobody's balanced perfectly. Right. We're all right. imbalanced. Like, right. oh, you have muscle imbalance and I can fix this. Like, knock it off. Uh, but you got to see what you're getting yourself into. And then if they're just fresh off the streets, um, I like to use, uh, I I like to figure out how their hips are moving. Okay. I want to teach them how to move their hips. Mm -hmm. I want to teach them the difference between a hip hinge and a squat. Mm -hmm. Those are two kind of basic things. Now the bottom of the squat and the bottom of the deadlift, depending on how you deadlift are the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in that world, like you can yeah. tell me the bar placement, that's really changes everything. Yeah. But I want to make sure they got their hips moving. I want to make sure they know how to brace their spine. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to make sure they're not rolling. I don't want to make sure they're not guarding their shoulder when they're doing right. stuff. So right. I start ticking off some of those things. If, if they got a basic idea how what's going on, I'll start with the kettlebell deadlift. Okay. Because I can get their mass over the weight. Mm-hmm. So I can learn, so they learn how to hip hinge down the bell, flex those lats, brace the spine, and stand up and get their hips all the way through. Mm-hmm. So I'll start them there. Bench is a little easier. You can kind of like, ah, oh, let's go to bench. You yeah. know, <laughs> your elbows should be here. Don't shrug your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, um, stuff like that. Uh, so I'll start them with a kettlebell deadlift. And if they get the, they can lift about, uh, 24 kilos, which is about 54 pounds. If they can do that fairly well, five to 10 reps, depending on the individual. And um, uh, plug for our, we, we talked about kettlebells in a previous episode. So go check that yes. out and learn more about kettlebell training. There we go. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll get them on the kettlebell and then I'll get them on the trap bar. Okay. I know once again, I said people don't consider the trap bar a deadlift. I, I'm yeah. Not getting into that argument. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but it's easy. You know, you can go kettlebell. Uh, trap bar and then you can go to the, the the bar okay so you work their way up to the bar right you don't have them start with the bar you say kettlebell trap bar then bar yes and it depends on how like, out of the gate how well they're moving right right some right, people right, just right. move really well they just yeah. understand how their hips work so you can get them on the barbell fairly quickly yeah um, but I'll, if somebody has no idea what they're doing and, they, and they, their hips are all over the place and they're just mm-hmm. a mess i say lovingly uh, I'll, I'll start with that kettlebell and I'll start light with that kettlebell, mm-hmm. even distance. So some people don't even have the hip or ankle mobility to get all the way down to the floor. True. Right. Right. right? So I'll do right. an elevated kettlebell deadlift mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll, I'll keep the weight the same and I'll drop the distance mm-hmm. so until they get off the floor. And when they can get off the floor, then I'll start adding weight to the kettlebell and I'll do 
two hands, one bell or two bells in each or one bell in each hand type yeah. thing. If I, if they understand like how their torso moves and they don't roll their torso too badly, I'll use one kettlebell, Yeah, you know, just to kind of make it a little more interesting. So they don't walk it every time like kettlebell deadlift again. Okay. Right. Just right. to make it a little entertaining. Um, and it works different parameters, but I'll, I'll kettlebell and once they can get about 53 pounds mm-hmm. and do five of them, then I'll get them on the trap bar. Okay. Right. Because that translates because as opposed to getting their hands in front of them, right. they have their hands down by their side and they can right. still work on that hip drive. I know it's a little more quad dominant, but mm-hmm. they can still do that. And then I'll get them on the, the, the conventional or the, the, the traditional barbell yeah. and, and figure out if they're a sumo or if they're a conventional deadlifter mm-hmm. and then build off of that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great and that's, I think it's very transferable to the general public too. Someone someone out there is hesitant about jumping on a barbell deadlift, they can kind of work their way up using what you just described, right? Mm-hmm. Just focusing on kettlebells um, and then the trap bar and then the actual barbell deadlift, right? They don't have to jump right into heavy deadlifts. They can kind of work their way up if they have any sort of concerns about technique or movement. Um, obviously, if you have someone there helping you work on your technique, it's the best approach, right? But if you're someone's hesitant, they could easily just kind of walk, work their way up to the barbell deadlift, right? It, and and concede to the fact that this is a lifetime. Right. We are building right, over a right, lifetime. Right, right. There is no finish line. <laughs> right. There's no right. finish line. Now, if you're going to a competition, obviously there's other parameters that right. are dead yet. But if you're just a general fitness person, like I just want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. I just want to be healthier. I want to lose some weight, build some muscle, mm-hmm. be healthier. There is no finish line. Right, right. So start where you can start and build from there. Leave yeah. the ego at the door. Yeah. Uh, nobody's looking at you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, trust, trust, yeah. I promise. No one's looking at you. <laughs> no, they're all focused on what they're doing. Yeah. They're all focused on what's going on. So start where you need to start and build from there. That's like the squat. I know, you know, I, I used to work at a big box gym. And a lot of people want to lift weights, mm-hmm. but they get over, I call it muscle beach, but they get over to where all the, the, the guys and gals are lifting all these heavy weights and grunting yeah. and doing all yeah. this stuff. And like, there's 10 million pounds on the bar and I got yeah. these five pound <laughs> dumbbells and I just can't move, seem to move them. And, right. You know, start right. where you are and, and, and focus on what you're doing and focus on the technique and you'll get there. You will get there. You know, mm-hmm. you want to, I would put the barbell on my back and squat and do all this other stuff. It's like, you're not a very good squatter. And that's okay. Yeah. You're just not a very good squatter. Yeah. You, you just, we might have to address some mobility issues. Nobody ever taught you. Mm-hmm. Some people never, never taught. And once you teach them, they're like, oh, okay, right. you got a good squat. Very yeah. good. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, um, so I'll start with goblet squats. Right. Oh, let's yeah. get yeah. Some, yeah. To goblet squats. Yeah. Let's learn how to move those hips. Let's get mm-hmm. your depth. Mm-hmm. Let's get you where you're going. And you, and you can vary like the load on the goblet squats. Yeah. Uh, if we want to like refer back to kettlebells, like single rack, one side, double side, goblet squat, you can do a lot of different things. Right. We can work right. on uh, single leg squats mm-hmm. if you got it. You can work on some split squats, which mm-hmm. is very transferable to all athletes, to everybody, because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. walk one foot to the other. You're right. Yeah. One foot to <laughs> yeah. the other foot. So yeah. you, you can work on those little things uh, without worrying about getting over to Muscle Beach and lifting and being scared of everybody. Right. 
right. and still get the benefits of the workout. So mm-hmm. know where you are and try to figure that part out and then build from that spot because there is no finish line. Mm-hmm. Finish line is when uh, your friends lower you into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I, I'm pretty sure heaven has a weight room. So, <laughs> so just realize that this is a, a lot. Don't look at the, the small of it. Don't look at the short term. Look at the really long. It's a long game. Mm-hmm. Really, really long game. And yeah. if you're in it for life, be in it for life and you'll be okay. Just yeah. start where you need to start. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that, that could be a whole episode right there. Just talking about mindset, right? That, right. I, people make that mistake of looking at the short term, short term goals of I want to lose five pounds or ten pounds, or I want to you know lift X amount of weight. But it's really it sh- you should be doing this, looking at it as a whole a whole journey, a lifetime journey, right? Of not you're just not going to do it this short little season of working out, then stop. It's you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life, right? And you look at when you look at years instead of weeks or months kind of changes things right because then you're not you could kind of work your way up to certain things and uh you don't feel so constrained with time so i think that's a really great point a lot of people miss or or forget about it it's it's just it is a a lifetime journey that's that's how people should look at it if it's worth doing it's worth doing for the rest of your life oh yeah Yeah. you'll hear you'll hear if it's worth doing it's worth doing every day and i understand that yeah you know uh, some people just don't have the the capacity to and programming, they don't have the programming. They don't have the program to be able to program something every single day. Right, right. You know, so they have to stay that three days a week like we talked yeah. about earlier. But if it's worth doing, it's worth doing for the rest of your life. You right. want to play a musical right. instrument, you could play it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you'll learn to strum some chords for the summer right. so I can yeah. meet some yeah. girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like if it's worth doing, it's worth doing for the rest of your life. So look at it that way, just the long-term mm-hmm. aspect of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Now that's, that's a great point. Um, so to, to wrap things up, we talked quite a bit about um, why bench squat and deadlift are really important and how to incorporate those into your training. Um, and we obviously we gave some examples how to work your way up to, to deadlifts. And so you can do the same thing with bench or squat or sorry, bench or deadlift uh, as well. Um, either any last minute points uh, want to bring up people interested in squat, bench or deadlift? Um. Yeah, just generally take it slow, leave your ego at the door. Yes. It's yeah. fine. If you have no idea what you're doing, find somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. And it's not necessarily the biggest guy at the gym yeah. or the biggest gal <laughs> at the gym. So find find them doing what they're doing. Um, and and if you want to come talk to me about it, um, you can go to my website, builtstrongstrengthclub.com. Yeah, we have – if you're competent in all those lifts – you can we have downloadable programs okay where you were so if we take the programming out of your hands and you just right go go right. go 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 yep. um you can message us you can get a hold of me there uh, or my wife there we can talk more about what's going on and how mm-hmm. we can address some of these issues and, and direct you kind of in a, in a better yeah. into a better direction because we want to be successful we don't mm-hmm. want to be that person who comes in for two months and be like i'm just so frustrated yeah. Right, right. You know, I don't feel like I'm getting anything done. So, um, yeah, you can certainly come talk to us and find us there uh, if you want to, or any of our Instagrams, same uh, Build Strong Strength. Um, yep. You can message us there and we can help you out and kind of go down that road with you. Yep. And I'll definitely put your uh, contact information in the episode notes Thank you. Uh, when released and, and the social media information as well. Uh, but, Will, a great pleasure to have you on to talk about barbells. And, like I said, if you're listening and or watching, and you uh, want to learn more about kettlebells. We did do kettlebell 
uh, episode as well. So check that out. Want to make sure to plug that one. But uh, Will, thank you again for coming on, and appreciate you having uh, coming on again. Love to have you on in the future. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. you're doing good work. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. I, oh, really, of course, it's 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 an honor. So thank you very much. Yeah, no, appreciate it. I, I I think I'll definitely learn some things as well. It's always a pleasure when um you know you kind of like I said drop your ego and and be a sponge and learn some things from other people. That somebody knows something that you don't. Exactly. You just gotta find that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks again, and uh, hope you have a rest, good rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good one. <laughs>